0: This is Ali Sedano with the Women Offshore podcast. I know most people are expecting my interview from the U.S. Merchant Marine Academy, and I promise you, you will hear that pretty soon. But I wanted to jump onto the podcast and share that we just finished up the 2019 Women Offshore Unite Conference. It was an amazing couple days here in Houston, Texas at the Rice Business School. We had 190 registrations, and 175 of those showed up for the two days. We saw women from all over the world, and men, too. This is not just a women's conference. We united women and men around different topics that are important to women in the industry and had some great conversations. So 20 countries were represented at this conference, which blew my expectations out of the water. They included, of course, the United States, Canada, uh, Norway, Sweden, Scotland, Angola, so many, I can't even list them all. And right now, I'm here with Erica Diaramo.
1: Erica, how was the conference for you? It was great. The conference was by far um, exceeding my expectations. Last year we had a great conference and I was expecting more of the same, but this year it was just amplified many times over.
0: Yeah, so for those of you who do not know Erica, Erica, tell us a little bit about your background and what you do.
1: So I've spent um, the entirety of my career in the oil and gas industry. Graduated with a mechanical engineering degree in 2004 from Penn State and started working with BP. And over that uh, career, I've worked in um, onshore businesses, offshore businesses from Gulf of Mexico, Angola, um, overseas in Azerbaijan and Georgia as well, and spent time in Alaska. So I've really sort of been all over the place.
0: Yeah, you've had an amazing career, and it was great to see you at the conference You also led a workshop uh, because you have your own business. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so my experiences in the oil and gas industry um, inspired me to start a business that was focused on addressing some of the gender dynamics and gender gap that we see in the currently male-dominated industries, oil and gas being one of those. So I started Two Peers Consulting which helps both women who are in those environments right now, as well as companies who are trying to close those gaps.
0: Yeah, I've loved watching your journey, seeing how you're influencing in such a positive way women's lives as well as companies. And so in a few minutes, we'll get to your workshop as we run through how the conference went. It started on Friday, July 12th. And we open it up with an amazing keynote speaker, as well as some opening remarks from the Maritime Administration. So Dr. Shashi Kumar, he is the National Coordinator of Maritime Education and Training at the U.S. Maritime Administration. He talked to us about how the maritime industry is changing in the United States. He shared with us that women make up 7% of the industry here. And then Susan Dio, she is the chairman and president of BP America. She was our morning keynote. I know people are still talking about what an impact she had on everyone. And I just, I loved listening to her. She has a lot of experience, of course. She also shared with us when she became a mom and worked part-time and the importance of balancing family as well as work. And then afterwards, we had the... First panel on leveraging leadership skills for success. There were several women on this panel who had a lot of different experiences. So we had Vicki Corso, who's been featured on Women Offshore as the riser dude. Uh, if you haven't read that article already, please do so. It's a great, inspiring article. And then we also had Jace Curry, who's an operations engineer. Uh, Captain Patricia Malagrino, who's a chief officer, and uh, Captain Jennifer Norwood, who right now, she's an assistant professor at Maine Maritime Academy, but she's also worked as an OIM, offshore installation manager, um, all over the world on drill ships. So it was a great panel moderated by Janelle Daniel, who's the vice president of human resources, Community Relations and Sustainability at Transocean. And these women got to dive in deep into what kind of leadership skills are needed for success, some of the mistakes that they have made in their careers and how they've learned from those as well. In the afternoon, we had some breakout sessions and I know this was hard for people. They had to choose which panel or workshop they wanted to go to. And I got feedback that some people were saying, hey, I want to be at every single one. Like, I don't want to choose. And I get that. And that's, you know, a huge compliment to the committee who arranged all this, that we had sessions that people didn't want to miss, but they had to make a choice. So in the afternoon for the first set of breakout sessions, it was choosing between work-life balance on and off hitch and working offshore as a mom. On the work-life balance on and off hitch, we had uh, Caroline Bowen-Jones, who is Leadership Development Specialist at Ensco Rowan, uh, Fiona Boyle, who's a third officer, Coronado Hickman, a second officer, uh, Laura McFalls, who has just recently moved her career onshore, but it's still on a rotation basis, so she was able to con- you know share a little bit about that transition, uh, previously working as a mud logger offshore and now as a well monitoring specialist onshore. And then Serena Weber-Bay, who just recently became a chief engineer after working at Sea for 15 years. So they were able to share what apps they use to manage their time, what they do with all their off time. If they're only working six months a year, they have six months off. And that was really interesting to see from different perspectives what women uh, do with their lives. And then working offshore as a mom. On that panel, we had Lisa Mullins, who's the director of human resources at TransOcean. Geisa Helena da Silva, who's a dynamic positioning operator down in Brazil. Captain Alana Anderson, who's a chief officer on a drill ship. We had Lieutenant Commander Karen Kukowitz, who's an operations officer with the US Coast Guard, and Carrie Norton, who's been a dynamic positioning operator. And uh, Carrie is pregnant right now with her second child. So great hearing from these women who work offshore as mothers, they have you know these amazing careers, and we wanna show opportunity at Women Offshore that yet if you want to, there are options out there to be a mom and have a career at sea. And it's not always easy, and, and these women shared that as well, some of the challenges around it. So after that, there was more. We had another breakout session where you had to choose from three different options. So there was the exploration of diversity inclusion panel, we had men advocating for change offshore, and then a workshop. For the exploration of diversity inclusion panel, it was moderated by Jessica Aberle, who is an environmental health and safety supervisor. Uh, Tara Anderson, who is a director of external mobilization at API, the American Petroleum Institute. Captain Isaiah asli Basak is a port captain all the way from Turkey. It was great seeing her here in Houston. and I believe this was the first time she'd ever been to the United States. We had Caroline Bowen Jones on this panel as well, uh, the leadership development specialist, and Patty Tutalo, who just retired from the U.S. Coast Guard and is going into a consulting uh, role. So for this panel, they talked about the frontier of diversity and inclusion, how the industry is changing, what we can also do as individuals to promote diversity and inclusion within our companies, as well as our current roles. And, and it was good to hear these different perspectives, uh, especially from different areas of the world. For the Men Advocating for Change Offshore panel, we had men primarily on this panel speaking with a female moderator. So Vishruti Jakar, who is an energy industry professional, just graduated from Rice University with an MBA, She moderated this panel. We had Captain David Boudreaux, a mooring master, Mike Lawson, who's a vice president of HSC Performance at Ensco Rowan. We have Graham Park, who is just starting a new role in marine assurance at TransOcean. And then John Simon, who's a board director at Pacific Drilling. So this panel was very unique to not only our conference, but I think to the industry in that we don't see a lot of men speaking at women's conferences it was a great panel to have some candid dialogue about how men and women can come together to support inclusion i didn't get to sit in on this panel i heard the feedback afterwards what i heard was that people want more of this they want more men coming to this conference in the future they want more conversations around this kind of topic of what men are doing to advocate so that we can learn from each other we also had a workshop during that last breakout session all about preventative maintenance but on the personal side so at sea we do preventative maintenance on equipment all the time it's expected but how much focus is there on self-care jace curry from jace curry coaching was leading this workshop about personal preventative maintenance and the, just the importance of focusing on yourself during a busy day at sea, setting some time aside, and I got great feedback on that workshop. People wanna hear more about this in the future. The end of the day, we had a networking happy hour and a career fair, and I really appreciate all the companies that came to the career fair They're able to show opportunities both onshore as well as offshore And the proceeds from that career fair were used to actually fly women in from various areas of the united states so that these ladies could attend the conference so big thanks to all of our supporters for the career fair enabling us to sponsor women to come to the conference so now we're on to day two to recap day two and i have talked a lot up until now so erica you were there day two hit it off.
1: Yeah, day two for me was day one. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it to day one. So I tried to make the most out of day two, and it did not disappoint. We started out the morning uh, with a you know, networking breakfast, and I got to see quite a few folks that I've communicated with over the years from all different parts of the world face-to-face for the first time that morning. So that was actually those little networking events. I don't think we should downplay them. They're they're really valuable for women. <clears throat> the morning keynote uh beaches were just out of this world. So um, Janelle Daniels started. She's vice president of human resources, community relations and sustainability um, at Transocean. And she kicked it off for us and really got the room energized. And Delphina Govia followed up with you know, real inspirational speech that had all of the women talking throughout the rest of the day about just how uh, pointed and really direct Delphina can be in a way that gets people energized and motivated. So the the two speeches from Janelle and Delphina, while they advised us that they did not conspire in advance um, to cover the same topic, they both touched on this theme of sustainability for diversity and inclusion and um, closing the gender gap. So how companies are measuring their success, both their success in their diversity and inclusion endeavors, but also just their business success and how that's impacted by um, less gender gap. They also discussed the necessary policy changes that can underpin these improvements. They were both on the same wavelength and gave a really consistent message um, that bolstered each other's points. Serena Weber Bay followed up. She, um, we discussed her from day one. Chief engineer, she recounted the the trials and tribulations and successes that she's had over her fifteen years at sea that led up to her being chief engineer, um, and really was. Uh, again, inspirational for quite a few of the women in, in the room that wanted to see either a similar career path or possibly even the same career path. And then from there we went into our breakout sessions um, and there were three different breakout sessions to choose from. So I know I share much of the feedback about having wanted to be in three places at once, but I do think that this gave people with different perspectives the chance to kind of maximize their experience. So career transitions from offshore to onshore, that was one panel that was available. The second panel that was available was maritime pilots across the world. Um, And the third was not a panel, but a workshop. And that was the workshop we hosted from Two Peers Consulting on uh, handling tough conversations. Initially, to be honest, I was worried that no one was gonna come to this workshop because no one really likes talking about difficult conversations. This is just something that tends to get people's anxiety up. Um, but credit to the attendees that they recognized the need to face this stuff head on um, because there was really good turnout at this workshop. So thank you to everyone who showed up. Um, the learning outcomes that we discussed in the workshop, we, we focused on recognizing what it is that makes us anxious about difficult conversations um, and addressing that head on. So, you know, why are we even in this room today talking about it? Um, then identifying the tools needed to prepare for those conversations so that you go in um, with the best groundwork possible. And then understanding ways to navigate confrontation and de-escalate as things um, become tense. And then finally, we, d- we discussed how to close out and resolve these interactions um, in a positive way so that you don't need to revisit the difficult conversation and you get the outcome that you want.
0: Good. I got great feedback from people who attended that workshop that you really put some tools in their pockets that they can utilize when they go back to their workplace or even in their home.
1: Yeah, it was a very active conversation, so I'm glad that people opened up and shared some of their experiences, and um, they seem to take quite a bit away with them.
0: At the same time, we had the career transitions from offshore to onshore panel, as well as the maritime pilots from around the world panel going on. For the career transitions from offshore to onshore panel, it was moderated by Sheila LaFleur, who is the owner and maritime recruiter of Trackline Search Partners. She's a master mariner herself, meaning she has her captain's license and is able to offer a perspective of moving from offshore to onshore. We had Emily Black, a crewing manager, Catherine Papageorge, a facilities engineer, karen taylor an international marine scheduler and then marjorie Zaretic, who's a general manager so women here all had experience at sea moved their careers shoreside they were able to talk about what skills are needed what skills they already had from their seagoing experience and i was able to pop in on this one and i just really enjoyed the openness of these women uh, sharing their careers with everyone. We also had a Maritime Pilots Around the World panel. And it's funny because I presented this idea to the committee earlier this year that I would like to see this panel with women from around the world. And the committee is like, okay, that that sounds good. Well, who's going to be on it? And at that point, I only knew one woman from outside the U.S. who was a maritime pilot. It seemed like a good challenge. Let's let's go find them. We know they're out there. We want to connect, and we want to bring them to Houston. And before I realized it, there were so many female pilots that we were in contact with, more than who we had on the panel, actually, because some people couldn't make it. This panel was moderated by Captain Bob Carr from San Francisco Bar Pilots. Also on this panel, we had Captain Joe Clark from Australia, Liz Morami from Kenya, uh, Reshma Nilofair from India, Captain Karen Nola from Sandy Hook Pilots in the U.S., and Captain Hannah Odengren from Sweden. So, wow, just an amazing panel with women from around the world sharing their experiences, And it also allowed the attendees to compare different career paths. What do those look like? These women are all trying to achieve the same goal in their respective countries, but they have to get there in slightly different ways. After those breakout sessions, we had our lunch where everyone got to network again. And then we went into the big auditorium as a group to hear from women who are mentors. We talked about the mentoring program at Women Offshore. I moderated this panel, and I got to share some of the behind the scenes on our, our mentoring program. And on this panel with me, we had Captain Christine Kumkowski who's an instructor, as well as a pilot trainee up in Alaska. We had Captain Lindsay Price, who's a tugboat captain here in Houston, and Beth Smith, who is a director of Marine Assurance. So women who are pretty uh, substantial in this industry, uh, they are known as mentors even even before they joined the Women Offshore Mentoring Program. So it's good to hear from them about what does a good mentoring relationship look like? Who can be a mentor? How much experience do you need? And what we learned is, you know, really anyone. Just bring your story to the table and listen to what someone has to say and could probably help them pretty significantly.
1: One thing that I found really valuable about this was the Q&A session at the end where people voiced some of their hesitancy about being a mentor, whether they had enough experience, whether, you know, they they still felt like they needed mentorship even at, you know, an ad- advanced part of their career. And the feedback from the mentors on stage was really really valuable and insightful in that being perfect is not part of being a mentor. And no one really wants a perfect mentor anyways, right? We want somebody that we can relate to who's gone through the same challenges that we're going through. So um, it I think that made a lot of people feel better about just what they could contribute as a mentor and a mentee, that almost all of us, whether we're mentoring or not, we are both mentors and mentees.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point to make, that you don't want to have a perfect mentor. You want someone who's relatable and... You want to learn from their mistakes too, right? Yeah. So if they'll share those openly, they can, you know, be lessons learned for you not to repeat in the future. So then we had a coffee break. We reconvened with the Women Offshore Board, uh, where Women Offshore got to share what's going on behind the scenes, where we're going, and I was pleased to announce that we are becoming a nonprofit. So we're dissolving the LLC to be the Women Offshore Foundation, still known casually as just women offshore and you're going to see a lot more of our nonprofit work and outreach so we got a lot of questions and feedback from the attendees about what they want what they want to see and some questions that they had about what's going on at women offshore it was scheduled for an hour and a half and we filled up the hour and a half and i think we could have gone longer because people had so many questions and such great interests about how they can be a part of Women Offshore more. I was also really happy to hear from people who want to volunteer for this conference next year, because we definitely need an army of volunteers to help us, because I believe that this conference is going to be so much bigger than it was, right? We had 40 people last year, and that seemed like a huge success. 175 this year. I think we could double it for next year. What do you think, Erica?
1: Well, you more than doubled it this year, so um, I think we need to be ready for the sky's the limit.
0: Yeah, I think so too. We ended the event with a cocktail hour as well as a dinner, and we call this the Wave Maker Dinner because we want to acknowledge women who are wave makers in the industry. Captain Elizabeth Simonstad, who's the founder of Sea Sisters, a fellow organization that we work with, started it with a nice toast and a story about a woman who influenced her life. And we also had Parker Harrison, who is the senior vice president and general counsel at Crowley, give a wonderful closing keynote. And in between there, I gave out some awards. So I awarded the Wavemaker Awards for the first time. And it was just a very memorable moment for me. It was very emotional. Made some people cry, (laughs) which is good but we are really happy to acknowledge women who are making waves in the industry, meaning that they're going out and they're accomplishing their career goals unapologetically. What we see at Women Offshore is that there are these preconceived notions about what women should do or not do, and we love seeing women go after what they want and and working very hard to achieve those goals. So we acknowledge Captain Sherry Hickman, who is a pilot here in Houston, who has been a huge supporter of Women Offshore, as well as a mentor. Whenever I talk about the pilotage around here in Houston, Sherry's name gets brought up. And uh, we also have stories of Women Offshore, comments from men from around the world, talking about how Sherry is an amazing pilot. Also awarded the Wavemaker Trophy to Delphina Govia, who went out to sea in the 70s. She literally wrapped up her chest, had a very, very short haircut, and hid behind some Coke bottle glasses. She wanted to be at sea, and she's had an amazing career, is now a consultant where she's telling other companies how to run their operations. We also awarded a Wavemaker Trophy to Janelle Daniel. So Janelle Daniel, Vice President of HR at Transocean, and she has been a huge help at Women Offshore, I remember being in her office last year and saying that, hey, we just want to have this event, and she offered us the use of Transocean's facilities, and I really think that we were able to capture the momentum that was built around that event last year, and we saw it all and more this year. So Janelle has uh, been a big influence on the industry as well, and, and we wanted to showcase that as someone who is setting some pretty progressive policies with her team at Transocean, And she shared that with us too during uh, day two. So the last Wavemaker Award went to Jacqueline Burton, who is a master mariner and sailed for about 10 years before taking a huge jump over to Kongsberg, where she is a part of the Yara Project. And that, if you don't already know, is the future of maritime autonomous shipping. We want to recognize women for making these big jumps in their careers, and Jackie definitely did that, and she's been a huge influence in the industry as well. She had a business where she was tutoring people to pass their U.S. Coast Guard mates license, so that that's just been a huge inspiration to me to see someone go out of their way to, to teach celestial navigation to someone who's struggling, and uh, Jackie helped several people Achieve their goals of getting a license. So that was our conference, and we wanted to recap it for you in this podcast. Any last thoughts, Erica, uh, on how it went?
1: Yeah, I think leading up to these conferences, there's always a lot going on, and you want to make sure that everything's in, in order. But showing up and having the opportunity to just experience and really feel the energy from the other women. Um, was such a great reminder of why we have this women offshore community. Like you come away from this conference feeling like you can do it for the next year and you can run off of that energy until we meet again. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. And earlier I had the pleasure of interviewing a few women who came from overseas. So I'd like to play those clips for you now. Uh, They recorded in my car and I was dropping off. Nayara first. Nayara came all the way from Egypt. She's a student in Alexandria and here's what Nayara had to say. All right this is Ali Cedeno with the Women Offshore podcast and we just got done with the Women Offshore Unite conference and I am here with Nayara. Yes I'm here from Egypt. She's here from Alexandria, Egypt where she is a student at a university and she wants to be a subsea engineer yes so she flew across the world to come to our conference
2: Nayara how was it the best thing ever happened to me I was about telling Ali that I was in a dark side and because of you all I'm here and I'm the right path again so it was the best date ever 12-7-2019 thank you Ali (laughs) yeah so what what was your favorite part about the conference? Mm, the favorite part was Delfina's speech. I felt her beating fast because of her speech. I felt maybe one day I'll be like her because I'm the one who's so dynamic every time and they can't stop and they can't be at one place for too long time. So she, she inspired me a lot and I felt that, wow, this is amazing. This is me one day. <laughs> yeah, Delphina Govia,
0: she's a consultant. So she works with a lot of different companies. Maybe one day you'll be a consultant
2: in oil and gas.
0: Maybe one
2: day, yes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So what else are you gonna take away from the conference?
2: The spirit. This spirit. This feeling empowered. The feeling that everyone helps every every single one without wanting anything without even asking a lot it's just you see that you are not in what you that you want something and you need it and the spirit that you give the empowering that the inspiration of this that we are pursuing a hard career but guess what we are a good community I'm
0: really glad you were there you met women from around the world yes who have similar career paths a network you can have at your fingertips, and I hope you will utilize that and reach out to some of these ladies in your career. We had almost 200 attendees, which was quite surprising. Yes. And I saw you connecting with a lot of them.
2: Mostly everyone.
0: I added everyone on Facebook and Instagram. Good, good. (laughs) That's what they're there for. That's what they're there for. So a question for you. What would you like to see next year at the conference?
2: I'd like to see at least everyone and each one of you improving that's maybe what i i i want everyone to make a new step to come and to tell us a new story that they cross a new boundary maybe it will it will give me some more power and maybe someone younger than me will be there and will feel this power it helps a lot and also i'd like to see some I don't know what it is. I was t- about telling Ali some scholarships or trying if someone can fund the 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 younger ones in college to make their master's degree like I want to do.
0: Well, we'll see what we can do. Maybe some scholarships will be in the near future yes,
2: for making myself see engineer guys in the, in the, maybe Houston University or Texas A and M. Yeah, Texas A and M. Those those are both really good schools. Any last words for our listeners? Mm be yourself still be unique everyone make a difference in my heart and don't stop being yourself don't let the world ruin your inner peace stay like you are i love
0: that <laughs> so i'm dropping naira off at the bus, bus station. station so she can go see more of the u.s she has some texas whataburger in <laughs> yes. our hands i hope you have a great trip and a very safe one and that you get back to egypt um in the near future safely
2: so thank you for coming all this way to our conference thank you for everyone each one of you and of course ali i owe you a lot oh you don't owe
0: me anything yes, no, no 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 <laughs> And now I'd like to turn to Laura McFalls, who lives here in Houston, as well as Maria Rego from Brazil. Ladies, how was the conference for you? I thought it was so amazing.
3: It was just such an experience to see all these women who deal with the same struggles that we deal with uh, individually, usually offshore, being in an industry where it's so male-dominated. It was just heartwarming to see so many women in the industry.
4: Well, it was an a ex- extraordinary event. I guess I can say for myself and also on the behalf of some of my of Offshore peers, we've learned every single minute from all the keynote speakers, panelists, and attendees. It was an ama- amazing the feelings at Rice University. Women Offshore Unite conference really brought us together. I truly hope I can come back next year. I truly hope all the commitments made at UNITE conference uh, will result in a huge positive result in reducing the gender gap, developing and assisting diversity issues and just moving forward to a healthier women offshore future. Let us all be wave makers helping each other being stronger every single day.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's my goal for it too, that it can create an impact in the attendees lives and they'll go out and have amazing careers in the industry and each find their own paths. So what was your big takeaway from the conference? Maybe there was a panel or a speaker that had a huge impact on you. Laura, go first.
3: I really enjoyed the emphasis on mentorship because I feel like it's so important for us to find other women and other people in the industry that can help guide us um, toward our goals and and just help us through tough times in our uh, careers
0: yeah we had a whole panel about mentorship but I think we also saw that as a common theme throughout the conference you saw mentoring actually happening right between women who really just met but have a common bond of working at sea so Maria what What's your takeaway from the conference?
4: Well, what I have seen is that we all struggle, we have been struggling all the time, and we have never given up. And looking all these women together, thinking about what we could make you know, to work, to have even a better result, and to facilitate the others, other women, to go through and start on the industry or maritime career, I mean, I'm just like overwhelmed still because I've learned so many things and I wish I can just like start from practicing from now on. And I'm just really happy to be here and really thankful for the opportunity.
0: Good. I'm really glad you came as well. You've been working as a radio operator offshore and
4: you have some big career dreams. Do you want to share those with us? Yes, I hope I can now develop an HSE career, even though sometimes I felt really insecure because I'm already seven years old. So, you know, you think, oh, can I still have, you know, another step on offshore um, career or not? Will I be able to learn and develop and be as professional and good at, you know, because I know I can... I can uh, give a a really good job now as a radio operator, but can I be able to deliver it the same, you know? So yes, I'm really excited and I hope, I hope I can do this.
0: I think you will. (laughs) You seem very motivated and ready to make this move. So I think, I think it will be good for you to go the HSC route and you talk about how policy is so important. And I think to be a good HSC officer you you need to have that kind of mindset so you'll be really really good and I'm excited to see how that goes for you so are there any things that you'd like to share for next year that you'd like to see hmm so I
3: was saying I wish it was three days long but I don't know (laughs) that everyone would be able to do that but it felt like it went by so fast Um, but I really think the content was perfect there were so many thoughtful panels and so many thoughtful workshops and I feel like you could really gain a lot of, of knowledge through what was offered. Yeah. Um, I and mean, the food was delicious, too. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right. I cannot think about anything right now, but I think there's a lot to explore still. And I think we just need like, um, I haven't filled up my feedback form yet. So I guess when I do that, I will come up with some ideas and I will make a list. But I mean, It was amazing, and I'm pretty sure next year will be even bigger and greater. A thousand women next year. Oh, Oh, wow. Well, you heard it here
0: first, I guess. Yeah, a three-day conference with a thousand women. I don't know if I can pull that off, but uh, we'll see what happens. And it's just been an exciting couple of days meeting women from literally all over the world, getting to know each of you meeting both of you for the first time sure. in real life, right? <laughs> we've communicated through Women Offshore. Being able to see you and get to know you face-to-face just makes it all so real and more relatable too. True. True. So, There's so many
3: people that yeah. Maria and I connected with that we've spoken to, you know, either on, on the Facebook page or even my mentor. I had spoken with her so many times yeah. and so frequently. I'd never even met her in person yet, so... Just being able to put names with faces yeah. and, and really network and, and bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. It was such a great space, even just at breakfast. You know, the yeah. conversations people were having were just so relatable, yeah. like you said. And and really, you were able to garner a lot of, of experience through other women's experiences. I really thought it was a nice platform.
0: True. Yeah, oh, I agree. And creating the agenda, I tried to make sure there were a lot of networking breaks so that everyone who wanted to, you know connect with literally everyone there could have
4: an opportunity to do that i had so many of the girls that came to me and said maria whatever you need i'll be able i want to help you so just get your cv in my hands whatever i can do i will help you and i was just like these people just met me you know and they trust me because we are bounded in this community and we show what we're here for so i think this is the main thing about the women of shore community we are there for each other and we want to make it happen so this is a really strong feeling and it's a healthy situation and it backs you up you know okay i can make mistakes i can fail but i will raise up and i will do it again i will try it again until i succeed this feeling is so like it's it's Amazing! It's great.
0: Yeah, it kind of normalizes some of the challenges that we all go through, right? Being able to talk about it. And uh, Laura, you were on a panel. So (laughs) you want to share with everyone what that was about, maybe some of the things that you talked about there.
3: So I was on the work-life balance panel, and I'm not very much of a public speaker, so it was a new experience for me. It was a growing and learning experience. (laughs) Um, But we talked about different things that you can do to, like, you know keep in touch with your family members and keep a routine you know whether it's a workout routine mm-hmm. or a self-care routine and things like that and how do you plan for different you know things that you you'd like to do on your days off do you do you plan for travel you know with I like spreadsheets um, but lots of people <laughs> suggested different apps they use mm-hmm. and different tools and and um, you know how to make the best of your time at home really and then also you know how to be present at work and things like that it was a really good um, a really good panel. I think I think a lot of the women got a lot out of it.
4: Yeah, it is. Because, okay, once you are offshore and then you go home and you think a bunch of things that you want to do, but, I mean, where to start? And if you don't plan, if you don't think it through before, sometimes it's just a waste of time, especially because you're going back to the people that, you know, they carried on their lives on shore and you were a, a part of it, but life did not stop. So you have just to just go there feeling and say, okay, it's normal. Everything is fine. Let's see what happens. So it was a great panel. We were great. And all Thank the you. other crews. And, well, I've learned it so much. <laughs> yeah,
0: I loved it. I got to sit in and listen to you talk. And I, I really enjoyed it. Having sailed for 10 years and struggling sometimes yeah. to want to do all these things when I got home. And realizing I just needed to rest for a few days, sure. give myself a break, and then I could, you know, go plan out my vacation and mm-hmm. and it would be fun if I did that. So I totally somebody mentioned doctor's appointments and I know mm-hmm. I've been
3: so guilty of like, Oh, I need to go to the dentist, oh I'm gonna put it off, I'll do it next time home, I'll do it next time home. So these things we we have to think about them more than yeah. any other people. You know, sure. when you work this this hitch work, you really have to plan out every little thing
0: so any last words do you have anything you'd like to share with the people who listen to the podcast about what the conference was i just want you to know
3: how energized we feel coming coming away from this and how much we're already looking forward to next year and making plans and just you know just It's such an excellent resource and such a great event just to be able to connect and to learn and to grow. And um, if you didn't get to make it this year, I highly recommend you come next
4: year. True. Um, I've met so many inspiring women and I I just hope that one day I could inspire someone as well. And so, yes, I hope I can come next year and I'm pretty sure it's going to be even bigger. So just... Thank you, Ellie, for the opportunity, for bringing me here. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. Thanks so much to both of you for coming, for Laura speaking, and so glad it worked out. Maria, I was a little worried you might not get the visa. True. I was checking my email all the time. True. Is, am I going to get a message from Maria that, hey, you know, it didn't work out? Yes. So, unfortunately, it did. It did and it was just fate right so thank you both so much for your participation and and for being here
3: and thank you for creating such an amazing space for women to really grow together and to share experiences i mean we are so lucky to have this and i'm sure that the women who came before us wish that they had had this resource early on in their careers because i think it's going to make a difference for a lot of women it will it will thank (laughs) you
0: thank you thank you There you have it. The recap of the 2019 Women Offshore Unite Conference. Thank you so much to everyone who came to the conference this year. It's really a magical couple of days. A huge thank you to all of our sponsors, Transocean, Ensco Rowan, Hornblower Cruises and Events, Trackline Search Partners, FOSS, Veritas, Total Solutions, The Interlake Steamship Company, and special thanks to the Jones Graduate School of Business at Rice University, Tote Services, MMMP, and the Captain Richard Phillips, Lane Kirkland Maritime Trust. We'd also like to give a huge shout out to the International Maritime Organization. They sponsored almost 10 women to come to the conference. Without their assistance, we wouldn't have been able to see these women here. So a big thanks to the International Maritime Organization for all of their support. I'll be back shortly with a new episode of the podcast. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.